Hi, friends. Welcome back to the third episode of the Nice to Meet You podcast. This episode is such a special one. I hope that you enjoy this conversation as much as I do. Today on the show, I talk with founder and director of Grace So Amazing Ministries, Kelly Hurt. During my interview with Kelly, her driver Roosevelt is driving her to Haiti's capital city of Port-au-Prince. So just a heads up, the sound is a little bit touchy at times, but if you can just imagine what her view is while we talk about important things on this conversation. In 2017, I had the honor of traveling to Haiti on a short-term mission trip to work with Grace So Amazing Ministries. This is where I met Kelly and I fell in love with her story. I actually met her in a lightning storm, which is crazy. When I arrived in Port-au-Prince's airport with the other team members, it was storming really bad and there was lightning like fireworks all across the sky. We walked to the tap tap, which is what they called the truck that we drove in. And we met Kelly there late at night outside with pouring down rain, thundering lightning. We loaded up our luggage into the tap tap and then traveled for about two hours in the storm with an open roof. It was an adventure that I'll never forget. Grace Though Amazing Ministries has a children's home of 22 kids ages 19 months to 13 years old. They also have a school with kids that are in grades preschool through fourth grade. They are heavily involved in their community. They implement an infant nutrition program for moms that are not able to breastfeed and they provide formula. They also work in a slum community led by 20 to 30 gang members. Kelly talks about their work in that community during our conversation. It's amazing how God is doing work in the hearts of those gang members in that community. Grace So Amazing's most recent project is opening a shelter for teenage mothers. There are so many single moms and teenage mothers in Haiti, and I got to experience a little bit of that when I was in Haiti with a single mother that just had her baby that was homeless that came to the orphanage. They were able to take in the mother and the baby. When she was pregnant, she slept outside of the hospital until she had the baby. And then when she delivered the baby, they didn't let her stay at the hospital. She was kicked out of the hospital and she was on the streets again with a newborn baby and still healing from delivering. A few of us were walking down the street by the orphanage and she walked up to us and asked us where it was at. And then we led her to the orphanage. It was an incredibly sad but amazing story of this mother's experience, but the hope that she was given with the second chance in staying in the children's home, which is just one of the stories of what God is doing in Haiti through Grace So Amazing Ministries. You can learn more about Grace So Amazing Ministries through their website, gracesoamazingministries.org, and you can also become a partner through their website so they can continue their work in Haiti. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Kelly Hurt. To do whatever, whatever we need to do, but it, sometimes it just doesn't always, you know. Here, just you never know what it's going to be. Right. Yeah. So you are like in a different place to do this. So I've got a no. I'm buying a, a, a fuel tank today, so I'm in the truck on the way to Port of France. We're just driving. Oh, so okay. We're just we're driving and talking. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Like, can you um, tell us what, can you tell me what Grace So Amazing is to go back for a second? Ministry of Grace, serving a community in need, uh, vulnerable children, families, elderly, um, uh, invalid. It's just wherever the Holy Spirit leads us. You know, we just, we want to be that, you know, here we are. We're the hands and feet of Jesus. So it's hard to describe the program. I'm not trying to speak out of both sides of my mouth, but... I don't know. It's Holy Spirit led, or another way you could say it's really organic. I mean, we just go, okay, Lord, what you know? What do we have now? And so when you know a staff member on the outside says, "Hey, there's a widow down the road, and she's got three walls that are sheets, and one wall that's a falling down, you know, you know, pile of bricks," we go, okay, what can we do about that? How can we serve that that person in in need? 
And when it's a, you know, when it's a, a mom that's that's out on the street trying to support her kids, how do we support her so she doesn't have to make those kind of decisions? Right. Um, and, and then beyond all of the, you know, those physical things, then it's, it's, I think we're holistic. I really believe that that what we have become more and more, it's, you know, it's healing, um, you know, the, the brokenness that, you know, that, that you know, we're, we're broken off or away from God through just sin. So, so um, understanding that and working, you know, uh, with people to help them understand what reconciliation with God through Jesus Christ looks like. And how they can heal, you know, their relationship with God first is healed, then with other people is healed, with their families, uh, with the environment, all of, you know, the human comes. And um, for every every person, it looks a little different. So, that, again, that's why I came and say we're really highly programmed. And I never, I've, I've sort of fought within me for against that because I just know that's not what the Lord has called me to do. I think that was not the, the original calling. And so until he tells me otherwise, I kind of, I have to stick with that. And, and um, that's where we've seen fruit too. It's just where we're willing to go. This is where it's at. You right. know, this is where the Lord is leading us now. This is the situation at the moment. Um, uh, we do, we work with, um, she's become a friend. She first came through um, uh, visiting orphans, uh, Mika Kramer out of uh, Savannah, Georgia. She's a, um, a licensed counselor. She does a lot of trauma therapy. And so she's helped us so much. Um, she's helped me learn so much. She's helped me in my own healing so much too. So, um, to, and, and to be able to pass that on and just, you know, and, and heal that inner child that, you know, wherever that brokenness started. And we live, you know, really honestly in the whole world, we, we're living in a time where people are just so broken and we, we drag that brokenness through life and it, it just, it cripples us. And, and I say that, I think there's a lot of believers in that same position. Um, that's not criticism. It's just observation, I think. And I, I think I'm one of them. Um, and it's, you know, you know, Jesus says who the sun sets free, you know, who the sun sets free is free indeed. Yes. And that is so true, but we, we keep ourselves in that prison. We forget to walk out. We forget that we're, we've been free and we can walk free. And so learning what that really looks like as an individual for me personally and and then um and then helping others learn that too and little and little ones especially babies learn that um is it's a huge privilege for me to be able to do that so who is grace so amazing what is grace so amazing i think we're we're a, we're a ministry of of reconciliation reconciliation by grace, you know, exactly who Jesus is. I think we're just the hands and feet of Jesus, period. So, um, first of all, we've got a children's home. We've got 22 kids, age range about 19 months to almost 13 years. <clears throat> a lot of them have been with us since babies. Uh, parents, either moms either died 
or they were abandoned and didn't have other family members that, that were willing to take responsibility. So um, we've got uh, we've got children that came to us like like in the first few days of life that are now five and six and seven and eight years old now. Seven is actually the oldest of our that started with us little teeny tiny okay. as a baby, um, and then uh, we've got you know almost a teenager in the mix. Um, we've, you know, kids have, have grown up and moved on and we've helped with, you know, jobs and school and they're doing, you know, good things. There's a couple who have kind of graduated out of being, um, being, uh, kids in our orphanage to actually working for us. So oh, that's wow. really awesome. That's nice. That's yeah. One of the, yeah. That's really one of the coolest things I have to say. Um, you know, just to see how their lives have developed and, you know, it's not always yeah. easy and it's not always good, but, but, you know, God is faithful and we've seen that. We just see it. We just, we do. Um, and then we've got, we just this year, um, after a lot of praying and searching, how do we really serve, um, uh, um, not a, a forgotten, but underserved, um, demographic and that's teen moms here. There's a lot of teen moms. Uh, there's a, a, a lot of single moms. There's so many single moms. There's so many teen moms. And um, they just, you know, they that life on the street just continues and that, you know, repeating that bad cycle. And yeah. so we, we decided, you know, to start a small home, um, you know, program. This is one area that we have to be really programmed um, in, in how we're going to help these young women um, change that cycle, you know, get out of that cycle, um, not to not repeat the same thing over again. Cause we've seen that, we've seen that, uh, very close to us. So, um, that is an area where we're working now with COVID. COVID came in right when we just were kind of starting putting things together. Uh, I mean, we've been playing, praying and planning and developing this, but as far as I, you know, we, we had secured the house, we were getting ready to make the move, everything, COVID. So now that's on hold. And I feel like that's sort of a blessing in a way because that's given us some more time um, to try to figure out what we're doing. And we, I, I think the longer that we have, the more I realize there's a lot more we need to figure out. Yeah. Um, in the meantime, we've got some teen moms that are living in the orphanage with us. So they've been, uh, you know, one has been with us for, some time and then another one she came out of a just a really bad situation where she had bounced around and living on the street and just really some difficult circumstances a lot of them and uh, a lot of abuse and so she's with us now too so that's those are our two our first two young moms that are that are actually living with us now now we have more that are that we plan to move in but that transition is really hard because when you go, I'm sure you can understand this really well, when you go from life on the streets or life and, and, you know, really bad circumstances to, to, a, a you could say a program life, a, a regulated life, right. you know, it's difficult. Sure. Um, yeah. And, you know, I've witnessed some things that are a little bit like caged animals and, um, and just, you know, they have to decide. We can't force them to right. stay. We don't, we don't force them to come. We don't force them to stay. 
but if they if they make the decision that that's what they want and they're willing to work at it, we're we are there and yeah. we're we're fully committed. We have seen some success um, with the view that we have right now um, okay. in, at the orphanage. Um, it's it's we we there's more joy in their life. There's peace in their life. They're you know they're walking that place of you know they wake it, uh, wake up in the morning with joy and, and smiles on their faces and they're you know happy to face the day. Yeah. So it's transformation. That's that's what I said. It's just and that's what it's about. Right. Right. How did you get the Grace So Amazing started? <laughs> oh, I, <laughs> um, so I came down right after the earthquake in 2010 to um, to visit a project. My sister was, my sister-in-law, excuse me, sister-in-love. And she was, she was starting an orphanage down here connected to uh, another mission in, a, in another location, not in the community we're in now. And um, I don't know why I came. I can't say, you know, oh, the Lord was just saying, Kelly, you need to go. I've got something for you there, you know, in advance of going. I just felt compelled to go and compelled to see. She invited me and I was really quick to go, yeah, I'll go, I'll go take a look at that. And when I got here, it was like I put my foot on the ground and knew that God had a purpose for me. I didn't have any like preconceived ideas or notions or or even an idea of what I really came here to do because I didn't yeah. come here, came here to be with her and help her out, you know? Mm-hmm. So when I literally, I, I showed up, I landed, by, you know, it was right after the earthquake. So things were, it was tough. It was, it's, um, it was really tough at that point in time. And uh, I set my foot down on the ground and it was like the Lord just spoke to me and it was like, I've got something for you. And I just thought, okay, I have no idea, but okay, <laughs> here I am. And it was um, 21 days and those 21 days I'm going to cry. I'm sorry. Cause oh, that's, I'll never yeah. those yeah. days. Sure. Um, it changed my life forever. Um, not, not, not easier, not, but definitely for the better. And he just opened my eyes to a lot of things and I became a different person. He just opened my eyes to, to his concerns to really what was breaking his heart. Yeah. As I'm speaking, I'm, I'm going back in my head, how I felt and what I saw and what I thought then, which was completely ignorant. You know, I had no clue. Um, but then if I fast forward and I say what I could say about, well, you know, looking back, um, you know, God is a God of reconciliation and that's his plan for all men. Right. Are we willing to walk that path with him or not? That's that's every man's choice. But he wants to use those that he's transformed. Yeah. You know, following him to help, just to point to him, to point to Jesus. And that's who we are. And God creates us and gives us, you know, passion and desire and um, capacity to do the things that, that he has, you know, planned for us long ago long before we were born and we just know that. And, and the day you step into that, you just know, you know, it's, there's no, I, I can't say that um, since then I haven't said, Lord, are you sure? Cause there's been many times. Yeah. It's like, I'm well, sure. you want to, you want me to go back home. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> today, okay. Um, Cause I am ready. I've had those feelings many right. times over. Just, and, and 
not not laughing about it, crying about it hard. Yeah. Lord, I just, I cannot, I cannot, I cannot. But the one thing I can say is every time I said to the Lord, I cannot, it was like the place he went, you're right, you can't, but I'm going to do it. And then he would do something. It's like when I try to figure it out and I'm, you know, I'm managing it and I'm, you know, trying to be program oriented. If right. You want to say that, you know, and I, I really, that's not who I am, but thinking I'm supposed to, I can, I can try to do that thinking, oh yes, that's what I need to do as the director here. What was your life like in, cause you are from Tennessee, right? That's where you were living. Yeah. So that's home for me. I have a husband. I've got three kids. I've got my sixth grandchild will be arriving in October of this year. Oh, that's exciting. It is exciting. And so I've got a lovely, I've got a beautiful family and a, you know, and, and a life in Tennessee that, you know, that's very important and special to me. Um, but it's only part of my life is what the Lord has shown me. And, and so making room for that and trying to try, trying to make room for it, I guess, has been, um, I would say it's challenging, number one, yeah. because I, I'm, it's not just me and my family is the missionary here. We're all on mission here in one way or another, because they give mom up, they give wife up, they give grandma up, um, you know, and and so we're all in it together. So, it, and I'm really proud of them, because I do, I look at it like like they're on mission with me, because um, we've all, we've all got, you know, to serve the Lord in the place that, that we all agree that he's called me. Right, you know, called us. I can't say me. Called us to, to serve, you know, and and everybody is sacrificed willingly. I mean, I don't want I say sacrificed. I'm not, you know, nobody was unwilling to sacrifice. Sure. Um, you know, when I when I first started working down here, my youngest was only 15. Okay, and um, he was yeah. So now he's just he's he's taking his medical board exams in. Uh, next month. And oh, so wow. A lot has progressed through those. And I told him before, I said, you know, if I was home with you all the time, then um, you wouldn't be the person you are today. So God has used it. He, I really, truly believe that. So he's really shown me that, you know, how he's used that in, in all of all of our family's life. Um, and I think we're all, you know, we have to, we got to draw close to the Lord. Right. Um, you know, in, in order to make it through. So um, I'm really proud of all of them. Most proud of probably my husband because, you know. Yeah. He said, do it, Kelly. Yeah, that's awesome. So, um, yeah, he is awesome. <laughs> How often do you, are you able to go back home to Tennessee? It always varies. Um, you know, sometimes it's a few months at a time. Sometimes I have to go, you know, this last year has been so hard um, down here. Uh, 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 you know, they've called it pay lock. That's that's basically country lockdown. Okay. So that means that, that um, no people coming in. We don't have, we don't have uh, U.S. Uh, short-term uh, missionaries coming in. So it, you know, I was still able before COVID, I was able to go back and forth, but acquiring, you know, like our, our financial resources required me to take trips up to that very frequently up to the United States to make payroll, to do all of those things. Mm-hmm. So I would, you know, take, you know, I'd be up in the States, you know, either I just 
fly to Miami or I'd go, you know, up to my house in, in Tennessee and be up a week, 10 days, two weeks, some, sometimes, uh, you know, for a short amount of time and then be back down. That was, um, that was kind of a short period, maybe three, four months. I did that before that, you know, um, well, my, my dad passed away last year. Okay. So I had to go. Yeah. And then my mom, two years before that. So there's, you know, thank the Lord that I've got a good staff when I've had to be away for a couple months at a time, they manage really well. Yeah. Um, and then we've had us volunteers too. Um, you know, some interns that are, you know, really kind of developed into full-time missionaries. They're not here now. Nobody's right. here now besides myself, you know, um, um, as far as international scope, but, um, through the years, you know, God has just brought who we've needed and who he's wanted to be part of the mix, um, you know, to, to help us do what we do. I don't know what tomorrow looks like. It's hard to say if it'll be another three to six months, but, you know, as far as COVID goes, before things kind of return to normal, we can kind of, you know, start planning. How often do I get to come home? I, it's probably, Fred would tell you, my husband would tell you, it's probably an 80-20 split. I'm probably here 80% of the time and home 20%. Okay. So, my other home 20%. Right. So, that's what he would tell you. Yeah. And it's probably, I'm sure when you're home, you're probably just so busy trying to see people and get things done and catch up with things, I'm sure. Yeah. It's like a, a, a work trip and then, you know, try to see all the family that I, right. I meet or want to see, uh, you know, catch up with a few friends and, and just, just a lot of, it's just work. Can you describe what being obedient to Jesus means or what that looks like in your life? I guess being here, because it's hard. This is a really hard place. I've heard other missionaries that, you know, serve in other parts of the world say, um, oh, we've heard Haiti. Haiti's a hard place. We've heard about Haiti. It's a hard place. And I just would say, I would have to agree with that. Um, I don't, you know, I always hesitate, you know, like giving my opinion about things. Why? I don't need to say why. The Lord knows why it is the way it is now. Um, It's just really broken. And it's been broken for a a long time. And and we know the result of sin and brokenness. It just, Mm -hmm. it wreaks havoc on, on people. And, and families and, and communities and nations. And, and this is just a place that's just been heavily hit by that. Um, there's some extraordinary things that take place here that I, I'd be hard-pressed to say people get to see the hand of God work the way the way I feel like I'm privileged to, to see it work here. So um, God is definitely, he's not abandoned this place or these people. So I, I started by saying, I think it's just like being here because I, I, you know, I look at this nation and I hate, I don't know, I, I hesitate with opinions because that's my perspective. I, I can, I can only give you my perspective. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a broken nation on so many levels. And if you, we just realize that God is always, his, his business is reconciliation, just like I said before. So he, he wants to he wants every every human being to be reconciled through him through him, to him through Jesus. I'm repeating myself, I know, but that means that that he wants to use people who are willing to to follow Jesus into those hard places, into those broken places. So I think it's just following. If he says go there, just go there. 
Um, you know, and, and there's a lot that we can't figure out. And I think it's when we want to, um, we want to understand everything that's in front of us. We want to know what, you know, what's, what we're going to be up against, how, what it's going to look like, how we're going to accomplish it. That, um, I mean, that's really the first step away from not trusting God in, in many ways, because we, we, we want to insert, you know, that, that security of, okay, I'll do this if. Right. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. That makes total sense of, of us kind of trying to figure it out for ourselves and putting God in there here and there. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And you mentioned calling your calling earlier. Um, would you want to add anything more to what it looks like? What, like a calling from God, especially your calling is, um, you know, a pretty big one, <laughs> you know, not everybody's calling is probably that, that big, but what, what does it look like for you for, for having a calling from God? I honestly think probably everybody's is that big. It's yeah. different. You know, it's yeah. maybe not going the distance or, you know, for some people it is and some people it's not, but it is that big. I don't think mine is any bigger to be honest. I mean, that's, that's how I see yeah. it. Well, yeah. It, um, so what does that look like? Um, it just, it's like, I remember saying to my brother one time, he's, he's 11 months older than me. And I probably maybe 20 years ago, I said, guy, you know, I just really don't know if I've ever understood really what my calling is. You know, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. I, you know, I, you know, I have a job, blah, blah, blah. You know, you hope that you're, you're raising your kids because you know, that, that's the children are mission field. Right. And, um, you know, but I felt like I had, I never had that place. But there was this place that still hadn't, you know, something was not in place. Yeah. You know, something, I don't want to say a void or missing. I don't want to say that because I could have said my life was complete because, you know, for most of us, I think we would just go, you know, we've got our family, we, you know, we have, you know, we've got our friends and our church and, you know, all these, you know, whatever, who, whoever we are, um, we can say that. And yet I felt something that just was incomplete. It was sort of like, I remember after I had two children, we had a boy and a girl, a girl, where our girl was first and then a boy. And then it was like, to, to it was seeming like, like, okay, that should complete it because you have one of each and okay, you're finished. But after four years went by, it was like, I knew we were supposed to have one more. And I, I was like, I really hesitated to say that to my husband. I was like, there's one more. We have one more. <laughs> and so it was like that. There's just something that's, that's left. That's not finished. There's one more thing or there's, there's more. Right. And so like when, whenever that day comes and how it comes is probably different for everybody. I can't say for anybody besides myself, you just know, I, you just know that, that, you know, the Holy spirit is just saying, this is it, or this is where it's at, or this is the way it is. And then you just have to, you just, you know, have to just cling, cling to the Lord and, and, you know, trying to learn what that looks like and how you're going to go about that. And it's, you know, through his power, it's not like one day you, you get a calling and then, okay, you just go figure it out. You know, right. There are days try to do that, but, but that's not a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> not a good idea at all. But you just, you know, walking and stepping that out just day by day by day 
And, and now I can see years later how God prepared me in a lot of my own things as I was growing up as a child and some of the the, the early childhood trauma that, that I faced and just family relationships and, and you know, my dad. And um, God was using all of that or, he, you know, he does. He doesn't waste anything. He didn't do that to me. But right. He, there was a plan for all of that. There was a plan for all of it. Um, I couldn't, you know, without my dad being the kind of dad he was, without my mom being the kind of mom she was, there's no way I would be prepared to be doing what I'm doing today. So as hard as that was, and I, I you know, it's, you know, at times just laugh. Um, I, I can't say that I would want anything to be different because that was God's plan. That was so those hard things that we go through in life, we can really trust that if we're willing to submit to the Lord and listen to for his voice, we just, you know, it's, I think it's about seeking him it's just, there's nothing more important to us. And we just have to, we just have to decide that. And when, when, you know, and we can quench that, you know, it says, don't, don't lose right. the Holy Spirit. We do that. And we're the ones that lose, that, that lose. Right. We miss out. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I think that's about, you know, when we know, when we hear that voice to not shrink back, to not say, no, not me. I can't, I'm not qualified because I was certainly, and I'm still not today. I'm no more qualified today. I don't think that I was when I started in on this. I know a few more things, but I'm not qualified. So that's who I think the Lord likes to use because then it's about his glory and it's about his, what he's accomplishing for his kingdom and his namesake and not for the sake of Kelly Hurt and, you know, what she wants to do and, you know, elevating her anywhere because I can't do this. I don't, I'm not qualified. I don't have one credential that tells me that I can do this minus Jesus. And he's the only credential. The childhood trauma. How do you navigate that with the children to help their healing process or the ones or the adults? Uh, Yeah, everybody. I, one of the things you know, honestly, I can't even say for like one nation. I can't say for this nation. I think it doesn't matter where you are in the world. Probably at any point in history, we just know more about it today. Trauma is, I don't know. I don't know that there's anybody that there, I think there are just varying degrees of trauma. Right. You know, we'll deal with our willingness to, um, to admit it, to, to face it. And say, what do we want to do about it? How, you know, Lord, what will you do? What will you do in me? How you, how you know, how will you work in me? And what is it that you? What kind of healing do you want to bring to my life, so that I can turn around and, and help that person next to me um, walk in that that same freedom and that that same healing? So with kids here, you know, um, oh golly, it's what does it look like? affirmation and patience and you have value and you can do it and we have rules and you can't do that and um, and following through time and time and time and time again and bringing people that like I, I told you about my friend um, Mika Kramer you know bringing people in to help us learn you know what that looks like we live in a fallen world we live in a broken world and um, I think when we when we realize when we just we can say yes that is the truth yes 
Many of us are believers, but we're broken believers. And they're still feeling that, that the Lord wants to do within us. We're going through the sanctification process. We're not there yet. And we won't be there yet until Jesus comes back. Till we're, you know, we're, we're one with him. You know, now in, in the waiting, day by day, step by step, it's, it's saying, you know, how can we heal and how can we, uh, you know, what can we do to help others heal? And it's not what I think is the best for somebody else, but it's like, God, what do you want to do and how do you want to do it? And when you understand how the human brain works, brain works more, uh, um, and you start to learn about, you know, the, the effects of trauma. I think the important thing is realizing that um, for so long we've thought, okay, trauma happened. That was then. This is now. Um, when I was young, it, I was told get over it. So, um, and I think that's a that's a that's probably pretty common, or at least it once upon a time it was. Yeah. So, so I think when we understand how the human brain brain works. And we understand um, the effects, the impact of trauma and how it can last a lifetime and what it takes to change that yeah. and really how, you know, focus that we need to put on it. And that means we, we have to work on that for ourselves and then we've got to help others understand that same thing. Like, you know, you can't, that's not something you force on somebody else, but when you have opportunity and when you're working with children, you know, uh, you know, identifying those traumas and, and never downplaying. I think that's one of the biggest things for me because that was my life as a child downplaying. And I, there were many in my life um, and not as many as for some, of course. And, and you know, children here face much more trauma than, than I did, but there, I had a lot. But it was, you didn't talk about it. And it really wasn't trauma. It was just, oh, something happened. Leave it at that. Yeah. That can really, you know, that can that can wreck the person in not a good way. Yeah, know? that can be, I mean, devastating because you're just internalizing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and I spent a lifetime. Yeah, I, it's been since I have worked here that my own healing has begun to take place. So. Right. Yeah, that's really amazing that God <laughs> is using you and bringing healing in your own life through that ministry. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, what does your day-to-day look like in Haiti? Different every day. Okay. <laughs> um, so so our facility where we all live is um, we've got the kids there. We've got the teen moms there. We've got staff there. We've got, um, you know, that's everybody in our compound. And then down the road in the rural community of Boyer, we've got a school that was started back in 2013. And uh, that's elementary. That's pre. That's pre kindergarten through fourth grade. Yes. Okay. So, um, so we've got school. Then we've got community our community outreach program. So I, I explain kind of what we do. So I can tell you like the days. Um, they include those things. They you know right now it's a lot of uh, activities and just always seeking ways. You know things for kids to do good things. Um, uh, you know uh, healing things. Um, learning things, advancing things, you know, appreciation for art and music and all of God's creative order. Um, that's a really important thing to me. Um, you know, I, I got some of his most beautiful handiwork is in nature and that includes human beings. 
And so um, finding the beauty in that and, and drawing that out in a child or in an individual or in a circumstance or, you know, in a tree yes. or a flower or, or, you know, butterflies. And, and that is, um, that's sort of like what I know if that's what I love to do most or best, but that's, I love to spend the time, especially with kids, but anybody. Um, and that includes gardening. Uh, you know, we're working on an agricultural project and again, projects, programs. I hate those words to be honest, but it's, it's a garden that I think that it's a, it's, it's a garden of love. And it's like, how do we do this? How, you know, what would God's be, you know, what, what is God's idea for a garden? Every aspect of life, whether it's, you know, nutritious food and healthy, healthy food, um, you know, how we work in the garden, how we take care of our flowers and our plants and, and, um, you know, all the little bugs and critters and everything out there. I don't know. That's just how God has created me. So it's finding those, you know, beauty in those, those things that he's created. And again, not just that includes people. So spending time in that is where I really liked, you know, I love that. We do a, a big medical outreach, I think, to our community. The hospital, our local hospital, is just overtaxed. And so we're sort of like that first responder. You know, we can't handle big things, but we're there. We do a lot of visiting of people to find out how they're doing, to find out, you know, what's going on in their lives and what maybe they need that, you know, is there a possibility that we can pray about it and see how God would want to um, want us to, to help meet their needs or, you know, are we just there to walk alongside with somebody who's in their final days or weeks of life? Um, right now we've got, we've got a few like that. So, um, you know, and there are communities, there's a slum community we just started working in. So that's where I was when, when, um, uh, this morning. So I was late getting on the, getting the zoom downloaded because I was still over at the slum and, a really cool thing in this slum, like there's, it's, it's really controlled by a gang. Okay. A group of maybe 20 to 30 young men. There's probably 150 people inside. They're, they're handicapped people. They're people that are um, just elderly, some really elderly people. Uh, some people who, who uh, suffer from mental illness. Uh, some, there's some young um, uh, prostitutes, mom, young moms who are prostitutes. Uh, and everything in the middle. And so um, it's been really cool because we started working there and the gangs kind of pushed us back out. Now God has turned it around where we were actually standing side by side with this gang. And they're, and they're as needy and desperate as everybody else. So it's not like, you know, it's not like maybe our idea, you know, the gangs have the money and the gangs have the, the guns or whatever. They're just trying to figure out every day. So, um God has really worked in the hearts of some of those gang members. And now we're standing, you know, collectively to go, how can we help this community heal? Yeah. So, you know, what is God's plan of reconciliation for this community? So that's, you know, the question we're asking, we had some really hard questions. This guy inside that we have this conversation with this morning, he's a gang guy, but um, he is one of the big leaders there. And so talking with him and, you know, hearing what he had to say and, um, you know, they actually want some good things. You know, there's, there's no, they, we don't have uh, like a social services or a welfare or right. any kind of support system. So people are suffering, you yeah. know, and it's like, they're just, they don't know which way to turn. They don't know what to do. And usually, you know, they turn to, you know, I mean, 
we know that the enemy of our soul, he just stands there. He stands seeking whom he may devour. It's right there. He's standing at the door trying to get one more. And so, and that's generally the most vulnerable. So, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what the Lord has planned here. We're just, you know, we're talking, we're praying, and we're just going slow. Um, that we have our one of our, our feeding partners, another feeding partner of Support Foundation, and they um, into a small handler um, poultry farm. So the Core Foundation provides eggs for our school, and that's like a, a hundred eighty eggs every single day, five days a week. So now, because we don't have a school functioning now, oops, that was wrong language there for a second. I don't know why I did that. Um, we have this this surplus of eggs, so now we've been able to to bless different areas of our ministry with eggs. So that's really been cool. We've been taking eggs into to this the slum community, and um, first we were boiling boiling them and taking them over there cooked, and they could just eat them. But we decided, you know, let's just and they kind of decided inside what was best, how they were going to best utilize those. So that was really cool. They made some decisions, and they made good ones. So empowering people, you know, to make good choices, they've got, you know, you put a few resources in their hand and, and then help them. And so that's just been a cool thing to, to watch. And, and, you know, all of these, they're all developing stories. They're, you know, every right. single because they're human beings, they're every, everything's a developing story. Again, just being, being obedient to Jesus means, you know, just waiting on him to, you know, to, to lay that out. Yeah. And he does a better job than I do. I know that from from prior experience going the other other way. Right. From what you've shared today, other than the practical needs of meeting the needs of the people, the one word that, that has really come up a lot is healing and bringing God bringing healing to the people and reconciliation in their hearts. And that's just really amazing, the, the healing that is coming out of your ministry. I, you know, I'm amazed. I have to say, I, because when it's not, you know, like if I was the one that was actually, you know, in control of all of it, I could go, well, yeah, that, that would be the expected outcome. Right. But I'm amazed because it's not me and it's what God does. I I look at a child and I know what his start was. And I have days where I go look at that child now and I come completely undone. I mean, I just, I, you know, I, I, sit with them or I stand over them and I just bawl and they have no clue. It's like, Mama Kelly, what's wrong? And it's like nothing, absolutely nothing. And so that is so beautiful. Um, And that will continue. There's a lot of hard work because again, they're human beings and they're little human beings that have a long way to go in life. So we just have to keep praying and working and praying and praying and praying and, and just learning more. There's always more to learn each and every day for all of us. And so um, just to continue on that path of healing and reconciliation. My last question here, uh, do you have a story that you could share that would stand out to you about um, a Haitian where you were able to step in and there was a difference made in their life or you noticed some a change in their life? I could talk about every one of our kids and where they came from, whether it was, you know, we've got one child who, you know, they tried to drown him in the river. And other children, like, they tried to sell. They, I mean, the the stories are, 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 there's a lot of stories, but kind of one story that I really like. So there was a time that we had an employee where, where um, a valued employee, and everybody's valued, obviously. 
and things went really wrong. Things got really messy and they made some horrible, horrible choices that hurt a lot of others, hurt themselves. And it just, it really, and it hurt the ministry. It hurt kids. And, you know, when it hurts a child, that's where I draw the line. Right. So, and I said, that person will never, never, ever, ever have anything to do with this organization again, unless God himself said so. And I meant that. And I, and I was hoping and praying he would not say so. That's how I felt about it. I, I, it long time to heal from that and, and for true forgiveness, not just, yes, I forgive you. It's over. Put it in the rearview mirror. Forget about it for true forgiveness and healing to come. And God, and this person, after he was removed from the organization, he suffered for a number of years. And in the last 18 months, well, God was working on him all along, obviously, but in, in, in the last, no, not 18 months, two and a half years, God did a work in his heart and brought him to a place of true repentance where he asked really for forgiveness and, and grace was poured out. Forgiveness, you know, forgiveness yeah. came. And, and grace was poured out. And it's like, it's who our ministry is. It's this this ministry of grace. That person is a, is a parent with a child and a family and, and is working for our organization again. And I wow. said, never, ever, ever, unless God said so. That's awesome. And it is awesome. And um, I makes me cry too because I just think that only God can do that you know and where we're at that's a thing where we're at today with everything that's gone on in America right now and how do you really forgive somebody when you've been so offended or so hurt so abused so whatever we cannot we cannot but through Jesus we can Thank you so much, friends, for listening to our conversation. I will link to Grace So Amazing Ministries website on the Nice to Meet You podcast Facebook and Instagram pages and under my website, kellycravelphotography.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, friends, have a great day.